Paris Pear, Their Day's Doings by Beatrice Bradshaw Brown, read for LibriVox.org by Josh Kibbe. Eight o'clock. Jeanette is not a sleepy head, an easy task to wake her. At eight o'clock she springs from bed, no need to call or shake her. Her brother Jean, I grieve to state, his patient bonne distresses. Tis often nearer nine than eight before at last he dresses. Nine o'clock. For déjeuner, our children eat a bowl of milk and bit of bread, or sometimes, for a special treat, a croissant, crisp and fresh instead. Jeanette displays her bringing up, for daintily she sips and lingers. Her brother drains his brimming cup, and then, oh, horror, licks his fingers. Ten o'clock. At ten o'clock the teacher comes, bringing books and dreadful sums. Jeanette's patience never fails, but Jean his lesson time bewails. For boys have better things to do than multiplying two by two. Eleven o'clock. The Luxembourg is a jolly place to roll your hoop and to run a race with a gallant yacht and win, of course, or caper about on a mettled horse. And your heart is gay and your cheeks are bright, and home you go with an appetite. Twelve o'clock. Luncheon never comes too soon, for we are nearly starved at noon. Spinach and an omelette, salad too, and better yet, Delicious jam with creamy cheese, a dish that's very sure to please. Becoming gratitude they feel, and thank le bon Dieu for their meal. Thirteen o'clock. Luncheon done, they nap at one. Truth to tell, the two rebel. Sleep was made for night, they say, and never for a sunny day. Fourteen o'clock. We think it quite a jolly lark to go a-riding in the park. Jeanette's mount is safe and sure, upon his back she sits secure. But Jean, another matter quite, his steed is proud and full of fight. Ooh la la, his bun cries out, you'll break your neck without a doubt. Fifteen o'clock. Every perfect Frenchman's heart thrills in keen response to art. Great is rapture when he sees a Venus or a Mona Lisa, and incomplete is education lacking art appreciation. So our pair must learn to know Da Vinci, Titian, and Corot. Their teacher knows the surest way. She takes them to the Louvre each day. Sixteen o'clock. Feet were made to dance on truly, but Jean's too often are unruly. Now a dip and now a slide. Watch the graceful Jeanette glide. High upon her tippy-toes, light as gentlest breeze that blows. Now a slip and now a stumble. See her brother trip and tumble flat upon his nose. Seventeen o'clock. At five o'clock we take our tea, lighted candles on the table. Sister dainty as can be, and brother good as he is able, but he is generous through and through, and gives Minette a bite or two. Eighteen o'clock. After tea it's very jolly to play with train and mistress dolly, over mountains, under tunnels, roaring flames and smoking funnels. Hear the engine clank and clatter. Johnny Jeanette's quiet chatter as she hugs her dolly tight and makes her ready for the night. Nineteen o'clock. Life is not alone for fun. There are lessons to be done. But oh, how hard to concentrate on three from six and five times eight when there's a train upon the floor and bandits looking by the door. Twenty o'clock. A day that's filled with pleasant things hastens by as if on wings. It seems you scarce have gotten up before it's time again to sup, and say your prayers and go to bed, and a dream of happiness ahead. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.